Welcome back. This is Brendan, and today, joining me... It's Josh. And? Uh, Faisal Miani. And Faisal is a special guest of ours. We're here in New York. We're going to be here for covering wind-up and watch time and Red Bar Global Meetup. And, uh, but Faisal, why don't you tell our audience who you are? Uh, Yeah, so a little about me. Uh, My name is Faisal Niani. Some of you guys may know me as Living the Anchor Life on Instagram. Uh, Is that because you're a pirate? Yeah, a little bit. R, maybe. (laughs) R. Um, You got a pirate? accent you wanted to do? I thought you had a pretty good one. (laughs) Just too much. (laughs) We just woke up, by the way. I am running on three hours of sleep. Yeah. 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 These boys just got in last night, like, literally five hours ago. So here's the thing. The other thing is, is, you know, we we got on a red-eye flight. We're here. We slept for, like, two hours, and we're here with living the anchor life. I I don't even know who you are, dude. That's cool. Or wait, or wait you, are. <laughs> so why don't you tell the audience who you are? And uh, there's probably are. people who know who you are. Yeah, right? relatively, I guess. Yeah. A fair bit. Oh, so this kind of, you're kind of a big deal. He's kind of a okay, founder of, of Red Bar ATL. Oh, wow. Yeah, I mean, uh, I founded uh, Red Bar Atlanta November of 2014. So I feel like we're one of the oldest chapters Aside from like New York and probably Toronto, um, been there ever since, and uh, good group, good group of uh, members that we got there, and uh, I'm also in the industry myself as a, a watch buyer and seller, reseller as you would call it, um, mainly in the uh, vintage space for the most part. And the shop's name is uh, LivingTheAnchorLife.com is where you can find uh, all the new things that are coming in store. Okay, nice. So L- wait, before we start anything, uh, let me have you button your shirt up so I can get the mic closer to you. I should have done this before we started, but okay. I just noticed that now. Relamature hours. Yeah. Well, <laughs> no, no, touch, no. I'm touching inside yeah, yeah. of his shirt. Right yeah, yeah. Now. yeah. Feel, feel I just touched away. the inside of Faisal's shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you got that on camera? Yeah, would you say? Would you say that was a good touch or bad touch? Yeah, is that a good I mean, the wife touch? is asleep upstairs right now, so as long as she doesn't know. <laughs> I got some of that pirate's booty. I yeah, lo- love the anchor hey. wife. If she never finds out, I think we'll be good to go. Wait, do you call her the anchor wife? She's got a handle, bro. <laughs> That's wait, really? Yeah. <laughs> All right. I'm gonna check this out. So let's do a little wrist check, huh? Yeah. Uh, Who's first? You. Me. You asked. Oh yeah. yeah, me. Yeah, wrist check. So. I have the Ultimate Gentleman Traveler's watch on today. And what is that? It is the Seiko Astron. <laughs> Fucking, it's amazing. It's Don't amazing. tell me you had to put that motherfucker in airplane Dude, mode. Dude, I did plane. because it gets its time from space. This watch, you have to put it in fucking airplane mode. Did you did you follow the FAA regulations and? Of course I did, because if I didn't, the plane would have fucking crashed. That's that is one <laughs> hell of a watch. I, I was I was sweating in the airport because I didn't know how, and I was like, I gotta find the manual, and I found the wrong manual. What manual? And did it you wasn't f- working. I was like, shit, 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 we're all gonna die. And then eventually I found the right manual, so you're and, a I, and I successfully hero. put it in airplane. You're mode. a fucking hero. Faisal, what do you what do you have on? Uh, so I have uh, a watch I recently acquired that I've probably been chasing for yeah. well a bit over a decade by now. Um, this is a 1960s slash 1970s Hoyer Soul Linograph, uh, Orvis branded. Um, this is what they consider the second execution, 
with the uh, subdials being two-tone colors. And um, this one apparently was living in a safe for essentially date of purchase. Wow. And, yeah. It looks immaculate. It actually. is. Yeah, it is awesome. Cool. It's, uh, what's, so what's the button on the left here? So it's a, it's a chronograph. The button, there's three buttons. Brendan. Yeah. So the button on the left here, go ahead and give it a push and start pushing it on the, the button on the left. Just keep on pushing it and you'll see a rotation. So that sub wheel right oh, there what the hell? is actually able to measure when you'd have high tide versus low tide. Because this wash was so for you are Fisher and Seaman. Seaman. Seaman? Seaman. Seaman. Fisherman and Seaman. This watch has semen on it. This has semen on it? What the hell? <laughs> I like it more. Yeah. This is amazing. Thank yeah. you for sharing that. No, totally. So the, so the uh, wow. So this is originally brand. This was originally done by Tag Heuer. So you have the Heuer on the crown, um, but they did brandings for two different companies, Abercrombie and Fitch, before the naked jean models, you know, and all that jazz, and then Orvis. So it was for fishermen and outfitters, wow. you know, the the rugged man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Where did you find a piece like that? Um, I've owned one once before, and it was in very rough condition. Eventually sold it. And this one was literally trolling Instagram and the hashtag and connecting two and two together and back channeling some things and back channels. Yeah, back Ooh. channels. We're, sounds, we're gonna talk about those dirty. In a bit. Yeah, we're gonna talk about those. <laughs> that sounds in a bit. dirty. Can you can you give us any dirty details of back channels? Yeah, yeah, just you know talking to other dealers and collectors and finding out the source of who's the rando that you're giving money to, right? Yeah, because yeah, you're yeah. sending a huge wire and you're like, am I doing this right? What's, from an Instagram account, yeah. like eh. I, I kind of thought there was going to be some sex stuff involved. <laughs> <laughs> so what I got on is my Pepsi. Uh, pretty boring, I fake. guess. Fake. Yeah, fake Pepsi. No, uh, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's real. Um, I think. Um, and uh, that's all. I don't have really that's much it. to say that's about it. that. I mean, that, that's pretty much it. Yeah. Okay, we're, We've told the story up. plenty of yeah. times. Yeah, we told that story plenty of fucking times. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about um, your shop, right? Let's talk yeah. about how did you get into something like that? Like, what, what made you get into watch dealing, <laughs> slinging watches? So originally by trade, I am a jeweler. Um, I did go to GIA as a graduate gemologist. Graduated a little over 10 years ago in 2012. And um, watches came naturally. It's a hobby. It's a passion. It's around. It's a you see a diamond the ring. There's yeah. a watch sitting there too. So it's just kind of, yeah. So it was more of a passion project. It's kind of become a, a another way of life, I guess. So can we, uh, with the gemology and the watchmaking background or watch selling background, yeah. can we expect you to kind of get into the whole blingification? Kind of thing be like Atlanta's new version of like Johnny Dang, just complete ice well, out. If you know anything about me, you know I'm a very big purist when it comes to vintage. So those bust down watches are not my thing. Not, I mean, first of all, when you have a bust down watch, you know this for a fact that you, the value's instantly been depreciated. So when someone asks me for that, I'm like, it's not for me. But uh, you know, best of luck to you. Here's where you should go. So if someone came to you with like a pre moon speedy. Yeah. And they were like, yo, I want like this shit iced out rainbow I got three, sapphires. I got three referrals ready to go where you can go. <laughs> I'm not, yeah. I'm, I'm not that guy. Nice. That's his grill. Yeah. Iced out pre-moon yes. speedy. Um, <clears throat> so 
you were talking a little bit about like these back channels. Yeah. But uh, in all, all seriousness, yeah. you know, tell us about like your secret hunting grounds. Like, where do you find these deals? Like, how do you get your inventory? Um, as far as watches are concerned, so with watches, obviously, there's multiple different channels you can do um, from other dealers, other trade shows, um, hunting down individual private collectors, like simply like trolling Instagram. You've seen a watch for a while and you're like, yo, I have a market for this. I really want it. Some people badger them, but I mean, at some point you have a conversation. If you click with the person, they're like, yeah, I'm kind of willing to unload. So it's just, um, it's a pick and choose sort of thing, but there's no true rhyme or reason. Mm -hmm. But you have a certain neighborhood of folks that you've done business with that are kind yeah, of... Yeah, I mean, actually, it's ironic because after this watch week here in New York, I literally fly down to Miami on Sunday night for a red eye for one of the biggest watch shows that happens every year for dealers at IWJG. And I know you guys have heard of IWJG before, but it's uh, they do a show every month, but their biggest one is always in October, kind of the pre-holiday season, mm. so... It's um, it's kind of a meeting place for where you meet a bunch of people in one venue with one plane ticket that are from all across the country. And it's all dealers meeting up, basically. It's all dealers. So it's, there's going to be some market crash specials going down down there. Some people the, who are over leveraged that are trying to at least pay for the rent, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, there's some of that. I mean, the money counters are up front. Like, it's like a normal thing over there. Like, it's not a big deal. Yeah. Four money counters ready to go. Like, that's... That's the wash world, right? They're all, everybody's trading on very small margins for the most part. If you buy a modern Pepsi, let's say, yeah. you're buying it to make a quick 500,000 bucks and you're laying down, I won't say the number, but you, you know where we're at, you mm. know? So yeah. that's, that's just so, the game. Yeah, if they bought it way up in the 20s and then now. He's been there, done that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Your fucking joke that has lived on for years. The best thing is, I never, I never watched, listened to the show before I was on it. And I started like listening to some back ones just to like get in the groove. And it's like, it gets mentioned every show. Yeah. So Josh had a uh, inside joke that I had flipped my Pepsi and that this is a fake one. And that, it is. And it's. <laughs> um, so. Okay, so now we talked a little bit how you're sourcing. How about your selling? I mean, how how have your how do you reach your customers? Um, also through Instagram, pretty much. Instagram is big. Obviously, social media can make waves, as we've seen. Um, but it's just that individual clients. So, my original company um, before living the anchor life is was my concierge jeweler. And the, it's a cheesy tagline, but it's the jeweler that comes to you. So living in Atlanta, I do actually travel and cater to my clients. So people do know me as, hey, this is a guy that's uh, can be able to help me with whatever service I need or source something or create something. But uh, he can also roll up to my office and bring the perfect watch that I'm looking for. So it's uh, a little bit of that. So it's not just the fact that social media or online, but organically as well especially within the greater atlanta area okay but that's not to say that an engagement ring has not been shipped to vegas to a client or something or i haven't taken a flight out to la to service another client what has been your worst customer experience from like selling to a customer who's been the worst they're customer? all amazing what are you talking about amazing. dude yeah. and you don't you don't have to 
But if you'd like to name names, that's perfectly fine here. In we fact, don't have we any courage dropping their name and I'm address. I'm, I'm very bad with names. Really good with faces, though. So give us so a describe. give us a hypothetical. If yeah. you, if you don't if you, you don't want to get too specific, just make something up and be like, yeah, what what is what is what is like the worst anchor life customer? You can put a what composite character too. I, you can make someone I out will, of ten I will, people. I will say this. I will say this. Sometimes a twenty five thousand dollar client is one of the easiest people you ever meet because they'll be like, oh wait, it's 25 Gs? Okay, cool, what's the wire? Click. The $800 client? Well, I don't know if the value's there and you know, and mind you, we, we've been 10 hours into this interaction, <laughs> right? Like days of emails. <laughs> and it's like, I'm not quite sure, but. The, mm, the bezel but, looks a little off. Yeah, I, I know you're saving me like 500 more off of MSRP, Again, getting them a retail watch or less than retail. It's not bad. Yeah, so I'll I, take that. So I feel attacked. So, so, so there's, there's not going to be any name of names, but you'd be, you'd be very surprised how that comes out to be. But that's not to say meals here or there. Every client is different. Every person is different. And how you have that interaction, you have to gauge it and change it every time. There's no steadfast rule like um, what would be like a, a boutique or a, an AD where you walk into. They kind of have a protocol and they go through that protocol and if you don't fit in their protocol, you just don't get their watch. Yeah. That's not the case with what I do. So it's- They're uh, open-minded to yeah. whoever shows up. So with, with this customer-focused approach, like what is the, what is like the most like, like out there, like, like biggest thing that you've done you know, in selling a watch to somebody? Like what's the, 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 the craziest length you've gone to to, to deliver yeah. that piece <laughs> that someone's looking for? Uh, I mean, I- craziest length on delivery or like just the whole journey of selling yeah, to someone yeah. maybe you, was, you had yeah. a source it somewhere you had to like fly to malaysia and then no like i mean you know. i i had a client not too long ago recently he sends me a package i sent him a fedex label and in this package proceeds to come out some vintage pieces some were not real they were cz pieces but two pieces had two very large two carat diamonds in it and he said i want to use this as my value towards creating an engagement ring. Engagement ring was a really cool engagement ring. Um, it necessarily wasn't a, a, a high motivation to fly from Atlanta to Vegas to do this, but also at the same time, he was kind of doing like a triple deal at this point. Two very large stones plus the engagement ring. So I went out and did the full diamond day as I call it and um, kind of went to great lengths. I literally took a flight, rented a hotel, rented a car just for this because um, he's a good friend and you know it was a fairly big deal overall. Um, but at the same time, I've had a client where he showed me a watch one day and you guys will appreciate this. So I'm, I, I was at a networking meeting and I, I really hate going to networking meetings, but I'm like, gotta be out there in the community. And it was a day when we had people visiting to come to the networking meeting. And across the room, he just kind of flashes this watch at me. <laughs> was it like really like obvious and like gross? No, he just flashes, right? So I'm like, that's a Rolex Daytona. I don't know which one it is, no idea. So after the meeting, I talked to him and I see it. And he's like, hey, I wanted to show you this watch. And I'm like, that's beautiful, it's my grail. Uh, my wife was with me then too, and she kind of like kicked my toe, like, sh like shut up, right? Like don't. Give it too much away. Um, so I told him, hey, if you ever want to sell this, let me know. He said, sure, I'll let you know. Four months passed down the road. Lo and behold, he comes to my office with this watch. Uh, 1969 
uh, Rolex, Daytona, Paul Newman, reference 6241. I'm like, no, this can't be real. And at the time, the market was just changing from a five-figure watch to a six-figure watch. And eventually, I was able to broker that watch. We were able to put it in auction and sell it. And today, uh, because of that, he's uh, created his business, which has thrived into three different locations now. So in the same note that I got to sell something really cool, I got to make a few bucks for my time. And at the same time, I got to help a buddy who now has created a great life for himself for selling this. Did he uh, toss you a little equity, get in on the ground floor with <laughs> or, that? Or like at least a free like yeah. meal every day, unlimited for yeah. lifetime or whatever his business is, free whatever. Uh, no, not necessarily, but I'm... Um, I'm, I'm happy that he got to where he wanted to be. And mind you, this watch has been a family since the inception. It was his grandfather's watch, and then his father's watch, wow. and then his. And he was debating about selling it. But his dad said, if this is what's going to make you start the life that you want, it's for you to do what you please. Well, yeah, he made something instead of going to, like, you know, yeah. turning into a, a leaving uh, Las Vegas movie <laughs> exactly. or something. You know what I mean? Just, like, spending it all somewhere. So cool, cool things have happened every day. You know. yeah. It's almost taking like one family heirloom and turning it into a business that hopefully he can pass yeah. down to, you know, his kids or whatever. It's actually cool. That's pretty sweet. It's like a uh, yeah, literally yeah. A, or metaphorically a nest egg, uh, yeah, but yeah. almost literally. Almost literally. Yeah, I don't know. Not at, it's not at all, dude. <laughs> so you said you put it up to, to auction though. Was that was that how? What? Where was the auction? Was it? It was one of the New York au auction houses here. Um, I won't disclose who, what, or where, just for the anonymity okay. of the buyer and okay. seller and okay. everybody else. But um, needless to say, it was really, really cool. It's just kind of wild now if you think about it. When that went up versus today, it's nearly worth about double. So the, it stings a little here, but I'm again. You're never gonna be able to time it though. No, no, yeah. no. Of course not. Never. Of course not. So you mentioned you've seen a couple like fakes and things here and there, and I imagine you see a bunch in this business, kind of hunting things down or bring folks bringing you stuff like what is the just the grossest grimiest cringiest watch that you've come across in your journey as a vintage watch dealer just wow jay that's wow nasty. that's uncalled for in case you didn't hear that jay just called out my perfectly wonderful high-tech sacro astron fuck you jay so yeah <laughs> grossest grimiest watch cringiest watch you've come across aside from my seiko astron Cringiest watch. What? Okay, let me ask you guys this. What justifies the level of cringe? Well, I think for me, it's the level of wrist cheese that you had to fucking scrape out from all the links. Something that's, that's just think? straight nasty fucking filth. It, I think it could be anything. That's a good one too. I think we want to know that one too. We want to know. But that just one. just anything. It's just like just blew anything. your mind. Like you're like, wow, this is this this watch is so exceptionally bad. Yeah. For whatever reason, like this is just the worst watch. I mean, wrist cheese wise, I will say I've seen some watches where we scraped it out before we put in the ultrasonic and <laughs> literally like, you know, like not to put it into perspective in a bad way, but like 10, 15 grams worth of dirt and dust and debris come out. 10, 15, you could make, you could start making moisturizer out of that shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I it mean, it sounds like drugs. Yeah, like <laughs> you're talking like a half dollar size of like just everything coming out yeah so it's and kinda, over time you could have a like this is wrist cheese lotion for all the i mean i dry heaved a few times after <laughs> cleaning you know but it, do, you, do, you ever get, it do you ever get used to it um no i don't need to because no. i don't have i don't have a retail shop so here's the thing about my business 
you cannot walk into my door. For you to get to me, you have to make an appointment, which usually can be done by referrals or whomever. So when I'm interacting with the client, the good thing about it for me is the close rate is very high. It's very unheard of for me to have a walkout rate of maybe more than one in 20, two in 20 sort of deal. So you're like so, the big boss at the end of the level um, and you're just cracking skulls. More like we're just, we're, we're, we're saving the uh, riffraff and the, uh, the tire kicking time, right? Like oh, you, yeah. have, you have a motive, you have a prerogative where you want to be and I'm going to lead you on how to get there. Now, if you haven't done your research within the market, then it's not going to happen. Right. Yeah. So, like, if someone came to you and tried to buy a Seiko Astron, you'd be like, dude, get out of here, basically. No, I mean, I'm, uh, in all honesty, there's no client too big or too small. Really, truly, there's not. I mean, the Astron guy may look at him a little bit funny. <laughs> however, however, hey, you love what you love, right? Yeah, exactly. That's right. That's right. Yeah. Damn straight. Yeah, no kink shaming here. All right, all right. I know you like that wrist cheese up in there. Yeah, so I mean, okay. I know you mentioned some of the auction houses and stuff like that. And, and I imagine to some extent they're like your big, big maybe competitors. They take some of the slice of the market after them. Uh, you, you, do you ever get any digs in them? Do you look at their stuff and, be, and like call them out on Franken watches to take them down a peg? Or is it like a Lehman Brothers thing? You don't want to fuck with them. Like they're too big to fail. They're going to fuck the whole market up. Like, like what, what's your approach to, to you know, your kind of like your, your place in the market and some of these big guys out there? Yeah, I mean, there's a certain point you don't want to fuck with those guys because they ha do have a lot of pull, right? I mean, the, the said watch that went into question into auction, it was kind of a fiasco with the whole process, I'll, I'll be honest. Huh. But at the same time is they've got a lot of backing, sponsorship. They have a lot of big corporations behind that corporation that back them. And, you know, when you start to get letters of cease and desist, uh, you know, you just got to take that really seriously. Oh, you got a cease and desist letter from somebody? Somebody somewhere along the line. It may or may not have happened, but I will wow. play the fifth. Okay. We're going to have to talk that off, offline. Yeah, offline. We need to learn offline. more about the... Uh, the big auction house mafia. Yeah, Jesus and, Christ. Uh, Are they watching us right and now? And how many, how many knees has Oral Bax broken in his lifetime? <laughs> Man, that, that, that's a little scary, actually. I wasn't expecting that. Man, you're a brave man. Yeah. Do, brave you, have, man. Like, do you have to hire security? Uh, Sometimes. I mean, I, you, get, you guys need a job? Yeah, actually. Yeah. It's not paying that wall. Yeah. We can make you laugh the whole time, too. If anything bad is about to happen, I will run away, and you'll know that something bad is about to happen. <laughs> and I'll scream really loud. Yeah. Okay, Brent, give him a, give him a, give him a taste a of what taste. it would sound like. Uh, we're in a public area. <laughs> I don't want to. We have to use this room for the whole day, so. Uh, all right. All right. Um, which shift? We talked about the anchor life. Let's talk about Red Bar. Let's talk about Red Bar. Yeah. So how'd you get... I mean, I'm assuming you, you knew Adam for a, a while, right? Something um, like that. Would you like the, the story of what was Red Bar Atlanta and how it was formulated? Yeah. So the way that started was back in, I believe it was 2014, they were having an IWC event here in New York. And, of course, Adam, being Adam, posted about it on Instagram. We're all trolling it at this point. I'm like, I wish we really had something like that here in Atlanta. And another guy comments on my post. I wish we had something like that in ATL too. And another. Adam sees all three of us comments. He goes, there's three of y'all. Start something. That's enough to make a conspiracy. Nice. Yeah. Yeah. So Actually, we started five. something. 
And um, lo and behold, we met. This is this is where it gets cringy. We met at a, a Taco Mac down off of Peachtree Avenue, or Peachtree Road, I guess I should say. Um, I'm meeting like seven randos that I've never met in IRL, right? And of course, my wife's like, "Don't bring anything good." Nah, me, me, I, I bring out my watch. Um, known as the Rugged Rolex and a few others. And I think I probably had like five or six large then at the time with me. And I uh, met with these guys at Taco Mac and um, the rest is history. So our chapter has yeah. been going on for almost eight years strong up until that time, until what we're talking about today. And a uh, real eclectic group, good diversity. We have people from all walks of life, all ages, all races, all sexuality and creeds and innuendos that do not have gender norms for us they don't exist you know our group is really really chilled so, so if josh showed up and he was like i'm into the wrist cheese thing like that's my kink that would be everyone would be cool with that no because he didn't get an interview yet <laughs> so but you so, interview people so yeah, so, so on, on Unlike, what is the interview process yeah. well unlike our unlike a lot of the other chapters we're a little stricter down there i get shit all the time for it like a random text from Adam, like, hey, bro, what's up? But the thing is this. We live in a city that we have to be cautious in. Atlanta has great people and great places, and it also has some bad negative elements. That being said, for us to get membership, we uh, usually send out a reply to your email that, hey, I want to know your first and last name, your email, your phone number. Not really hard, right? And why do you why do you like why do you like watches? How'd you find out about us? It's like an ASL kind of thing. Yeah. Like yeah. Yeah. From the AIM days, basically. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then once we get that information, you ask for a foot pick at that point, yeah. right? Is that yeah. The, uh, absolutely. <laughs> how'd you know? <laughs> All right. That's, that's this interview's over. I'm done. You guys <laughs> <laughs> know too much. No. And then after that, we ask for a one-on-one interview. And a one-on-one interview can either be a Zoom call or an actual sit down at a coffee shop. But here's the kicker. If you you have a very negative element coming into the game, yeah. you're probably gonna be too timid to even go to that one-on-one or to schedule it. So that really weeds out the non-collectors for us. So we already know this trick because this is what Jay used to do. We know it's just so you can get people to buy you free drinks. <laughs> I mean, it, I mean, it is what it is. My Starbucks card ran out a while back, so it's like time for a new member. Yeah. <laughs> so, have you had, uh, you know, any ex- bad experiences with people coming in trying to interview or bad um, actors in the in the club that you've had to ask to leave? Yeah, yeah. There was an interview once where a guy referred to his wife as hot wife the entire interview. I did not interview him. Oh, yeah. This guy sounds awesome. This is legit serious. He's looking for a ball. Like, 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 and and he basically came in with the question of, hey, I'm looking for a watch uh, between the price of 2000 to 9000 bucks. What should I pick? Well, how many how many watches do you own? Oh, I don't own any. Uh, and then again, he refers to his wife as hot wife. And we were just I did not interview the guy. There was someone else, one of our other senior members did, but we reported back, and it was like, yeah, this one's not going to work for us. Yeah, something about him is not vibing. It was like one one out of twenty becomes a miss. So it's not very often it does. If it, you were doing a red bar interview for yourself, you would not call your wife the anchor wife. No, I uh, people. <laughs> Good I mean, question. <laughs> I mean. She, she's known as that within the IG space, but that's as far as it goes, I guess, right? All right, okay. all right. Okay, checks out, then. All right. So, so it's verified. 
verified. Yeah, but, it's but, like but imagine whatever your nickname is for your wife. Like, would you like refer that about her to a rando? I I call my wife uh, wrist cheese lady, but so yeah, probably not. <laughs> so you would say, yeah, you know, you know, let me tell you about wrist cheese lady. Like, yeah, reportedly. That, yeah, yeah. It, would that it not just fly? won't work? Okay, okay. Make sure note to not say that in my next job interview. Actually, yeah. Um, so how many members do you guys have? So we have always been not about the numbers, okay, but about, about the, the quantity of people. Being one of the older chapters in globally, I guess, um, our current membership is right around 90 people. Um, and for the simple fact of, because not everyone fits the mold, right? Yeah. It's not that we're not inclusive, but we want seasoned collectors. You've had some skin in the game. You've bought some things. You sold, you know, a shitty astronaut that you lost money on or whatever the case may be. <laughs> but but the simple fact is that we want to know that you've had a opportunity and a chance to actually experience what it is to be a collector by making some money and losing. making poor choices and losing some money. Um, there are other watch clubs within our space, okay, which are very great, but they're they're not necessarily um, always the right fit for our mold because we just want to have seasoned people that have a conversation and a mindset and their own personality and viewpoints, right? I guess so. As a seasoned guy in the community, both just as you know, collector realm. And uh, you know somebody in the in the biz in the know, as it were. You know, do you have any any advice for folks who are getting into the watch collecting game? No, 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 no. none whatsoever. <laughs> Just don't do it. Don't, don't do that's it. That's advice. Don't do it. Get, don't do it. Get into pogs. Pogs are really cool and cheap. Pogs. And you know like you can actually. Collectibles? Dude, you remember yeah. that? Yeah, I remember yeah. those. No, those go for big money, bro. <laughs> what? Yeah, it's a big deal <laughs> now. Kidding me? Yeah. <laughs> but, but to re revisit the question, you had said, "What advice do I have for yeah for folks folks in, for or? folks getting in getting new to new to the watch game, right? So they're like, hey, new as I, in as in a collector or a reseller? Yeah, as a, as a collector. Right? As okay. a collector. As a collector. I mean, it's cliche to say, but it's like literally buy what you love. I'll be honest with you. I'm, I'm gonna. I'm about to cause some heat here, with certain ways I feel. But like, GS is not a brand for me. It it never will be a brand for me. And I, I put a reel about it a few weeks back. I and see I got, Josh's I got, like veins in his temples. Just I got. Popping. I got. I got torn up. But it's just, I feel a certain way of what I do. It's because it's not what I like, right? Just because it's what you like and I like you doesn't mean I have to agree with it per se. Like my watch here that I have probably means like nothingness to even half the people that are here in town right now because they really don't know yeah yeah they're like but that's the, that catalog that just started showing up in my mailbox yeah but the <laughs> ones that know they they they, they, they truly know so it's just buy what you want what you appreciate forget the hype forget instagram forget following people forget about having the bd because you made that amazing post of that pepsi or whatever the case may be yeah. whatever is the hype watch um I, I i just don't fall in the hype if i if i wanted to be a hype dealer i'd be buying a bunch of modern rolexes all day long and popping my two to five hundred dollars and calling it a day but no i'd rather sit on vintage stuff that i, I want to correct and make right for the simple fact of it's my passion I feel like you may meet more interesting folks too. That if you're selling that sort of like that vintage mm -hmm. 
you know, rather than modern Rolex. It's, yeah. You know. I mean, don't get me wrong. If a client calls and say, hey, I want a brand new Oris, you know, pointed crown guard or a pointed, uh, the green, like the green pointed date. I have sources I can get that, um, which is really, really nice. And it's what that client wants. Is it something I love? No, not necessarily. But in the vintage space, it's, it's almost like a, a different realm of collector. Okay. So my thing is just go with what you love, like truly go with what you love. Forget the hype, forget the new watch this hashtag and trending out there and you want all the fucking likes because of it. What's the point? At the end of the day, you got to go home with it. Yeah. You're in the hobby for the wrong reason if yeah. you're chasing yeah. the clout. I, I like old man watches. I'm an old man. It is what it is. All you right. know what I mean? You're an old pirate. It's a weird <laughs> kink, man, but you do you. Yeah. <laughs> what watch best represents me and Josh? Can I ask a few questions here first? Yes. Yeah. Because we in. are just meeting today. Yeah. So, okay. So... This is going to get weird. Yeah. <laughs> it's like looking at my palms yeah. and yep. dimming the lights. Yeah. So I'm going to use this in my Tinder profile. <laughs> so question number one, and I'll give you each a question. It'll be separate questions. Okay. Since, you know, what's your go-to drink at a coffee shop? Go-to. coffee shop? Instantly. You can't even think about oh, it. Go. Yeah. It's Let's like a go. honey lavender latte. Okay. Good. Ice latte with oat milk. Okay. Ice latte with oat milk, honey lavender latte. Yeah. Honey lavender. Yeah. I'll have to try that. It's a good combo. What is the first watch you grabbed knowing you were coming to New York? Oh, I, I grabbed my Astron because uh, it's the gentleman's <laughs> traveler's watch. I, 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 <laughs> this is you. I, I grabbed the Pepsi because, I don't know, I'm going to watch it, time. Because it's cocktail fake out. and you're not worried about it getting stolen. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> You, you, you wanted that flex BD energy? Yeah, is that I wanted, what it was? I wanted okay. the BD energy. I mean, we can be honest about it. Yeah, this is my flex. Here. This is my subtle flex for those who know. Yeah. Right? I bought that in a speedy. That's that's pretty much all I brought. Uh-huh. Um, refer back to our question again real quick. What? Uh, what? <laughs> <laughs> so you guys even lost your train of thought here. What, what watch would you say best represents Josh and best represents me? Okay. So one watch each. I have... One or two more questions. Okay, let's All go right. down this journey. When, you, when, when do you go sleep? Oh, shit. When do you sleep? What position are you sleeping? On your back, on your side, on your right Holy arm, left shit. arm? This all matters. Oh, I'm, I, I'm, I'm all over the place. All over the place, got I'm it. I'm usually on my back or my right side. All right, do you sleep with the watch on? No. 95% of the time, no. Okay. Yeah, we're not a fucking weirdo like okay. Jay. <laughs> okay, and, and my very last question. What is your grail watch? Oh, it's a HE2. For me, FP Journe Resonance in rose gold. Okay. So I have to describe you both with one watch. Yeah. Together, collectively. Uh, let's do a little, let's do one watch each? for each, and then yeah. one that and describes then, the and then And then the like a, Josh. yeah, like some Voltron. Okay. Voltron us okay. together. Yeah, Voltron us together. <laughs> yeah. You should, we should pay, you should charge for this service. Yeah. So I'm, I'm your watch sold. Yeah. yeah. It, this, could, this could be like your, your Archie luxury. Give me $20 and, and I'll, I'll, uh, I'll ask you 20 questions. And tell you what your yeah. soul watch is, <laughs> what your grill should be. No, not what your grill should be. It's just what you are. <laughs> what you are. 
so for you, I would have to say would be, it's like a cross between what is a flick flack and a Hublot Big Bang. And I can't quite put my finger on it. Which Big Bang? Yeah, which one? There's like a million of them. Like a Unico chronograph? Okay, there you go. Yeah, I guess you can do that. Some, somewhere in that range. I'd be happy with that. I don't know how you amalgamate those two. A flick flack and a Hublot Big Bang. I'm all over the place, yeah, man. That's true. Some, okay, yeah. so that's acceptable. Okay. I'll accept that. And for you, uh, give me give me today's current hype watch. Somebody. Today's uh, hype watch. The 5811, I guess. That, the new, yeah. I don't know. Everyone's yeah, talking about really it. But I guess watch. there's a lot of hate around that. So Yeah, uh, you're... Oh, the Destro, right? The I guess that's still, yeah. still kind of going. Yeah, that, that would be that would be about right. So I, I would say you're like dead on like a sprite. Okay, okay, I'll take you that. Know, he, he, I'll he, take he, that. I'm a young blood. He, he, I'm a young blood he, in the game. He hits it for the name. He wants it for the hype. But at the end of the day, he'll probably lose his ass off buying one. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, all right. Now, now we have a baby yeah, together, and what comes out? Yeah, what comes out of the Hublot Destro, dude? The Big Bang Destro. What comes a, out? A Hublot Destro. I don't know. What is the amalgamation of the two? Uh, I think an RM Jackie Chan dragon. <laughs> is that a real thing? I think so, yeah. Holy shit. I think so. There's something going on like that. That sounds amazing. Yeah, I think that is our baby. <laughs> but uh, we'll see what you, what you so, think. So what would you guys say is the watch that's me? How about that? Oh. Hmm. Well, it's got to be something vintage. Yeah, it's got to been pass, been passed around a Tons few times. Tons of wrist cheese yeah. all over. Big grimy. Set like at least 15 grams. <laughs> <laughs> Ten, um, but still. What will be the watch that best fits me? And this is from you guys doing an interview to me to me today. Something suave, smooth. Suave, huh? He seems a little rugged, though. Rugged. He's got and flannel suave. on. He's got a sweet beard. Before you make the choice, uh, can I show you guys a couple of pieces I brought today? Sure. Okay. Yeah, I figured we'd bring got. some eye candy, and um, that way you guys can get to know uh, better. And we get to take home whichever one we want. Right? Yeah, everybody gets a party <laughs> gift. Of course. Absolutely. Yes. But uh, this, we got a, this show is sponsored by The Anchor Life. <laughs> we got a Today's couple sponsor. of really cool pieces here today. We, he's got them in little drug baggies. Holy of shit. Course. He really of course. Of course. So this particular watch is really cool. This is a Cartier Memo box. So it's a JLC watch, but that was signed for Cartier. Um, it was a very limited run that was done for them. So. Seeing something double signed, obviously, is a very unique, rare thing. Um, but a very cool and unique piece that um, you just don't you don't see every day. I didn't even know. I love Cartier, and I didn't yeah. know they did a. How does it sound? How's the alarm sound on that thing? Um, I mean, as loud as it can, right? It doesn't have modern amenities. But the cool thing is, uh, if you ever do have a memo box, the trick is if you put it on a porcelain plate next to your bed. Because of the vibrations, it'll actually mm, break the plate. Yeah, yeah, pretty much <laughs> break all sound barriers involved. Um, this is a very, very cool piece right here. So we have a 1969 Omega Speedmaster, but this is what they call the error bezel. So if you look at the tachometer there, you'll see instead of it saying 200, it actually says 220 at the integer over there which was a very small run where someone fudged up in the factory back in the days in 1968 and 69. And when they made the correction, this only became something that was in, done in a small run of, uh, I believe two quarters, if I'm not mistaken. 
It was the third, fourth, and first quarter from 1969 to 70. Uh, and believe it or not, this actual bezel is rarer than the Don bezel, your dot over 90. You will see more dot over 90s than you'll see of this particular piece. So this does have the uh, caliber uh, 861 post moon. However, the bezel is one that you just, you don't see very often. So it's the weird things that make it kind of cool for a collector. Yeah, it's like an anomaly. It's not like the others. How, how much, how much, seen some, just something seen like some this stuff, go for? Man. This one right here, um, the market's really strange on them. We have this one, if I believe, we're like right around like seven thousand. What's what's the, the watch cringe discount if I wanted to the, pick that the watch up. cringe discount for you? We could talk about it after okay. camera. Yeah, we'll talk about sure. it off camera. For sure. Yeah, that's actually we can we can make sweet. it very 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 cool. And um, I mean, it's actually got the original crystal. You see the crazing on it. Like if you look at it, you see the cracking crazing. Yeah. You can replace the crystal, but it's good to did, have. Did they have the uh, logo on the? On yeah, the, the Hesalite's on the crystal there too. Another cool one is let's go, let's go to the. These are some of my personals mixed in with other things, but this is known as the infamous rugged Rolex. Um, that's a reference six four two two, with uh, what we call the infamous Explorer dial, like the three six nine. And the cool thing about that is, is the dial has texturing. Uh, I think the fancy French term is guilloche. Guilloche. <laughs> well, that's a cool so, pattern, man. And this uh, this is a very not me. Heavy. This is a not me watch. This is a definitely not very a not you watch. That's yeah, a, this is that's not a, you at all. That's a Maurice Lacroix, uh, Pontus S diver. Um, it's big, modern, and black. And I like vintage, small, and and not black steel, right? But the beauty of this one is the case back. Oh, little red bar logo there. So All that, right. All right. So, collab. so that was the first uh, cool. red bar watch ever done was a collaboration. And of course, the moment uh, Adam Craniotis told me about it, I was like, cool, I'll take number seven. He's like, what do you mean you'll take number seven? And I was like, well, it's, it's really simple how this goes. There's 10 of them being made. And logically, you have number one, Doc Jeff. Um, Jeff Jacques, right, who was the co-founder of Red Bar. He has number two. I said, naturally, Kathleen McGivney's got number three. Some idiot down the line there wanted 10 of 10. Everybody wants to close the serial, right? So I said, lucky number seven's the one I want. Well, 10 and, ten's a good. And so good. I actually agreed to this without even ever seeing it. And I have a really interesting story, if you guys don't mind me sure. divulging to this. Yeah. yeah. So we're at the buyer's dinner here in New York. And I get a message from uh, a, a good friend of ours, um, Carter Risty Combs, right? As we know him. And he had actually worked for the company at the time. And I had seen him through many different cities. So every time we got together, we linked up. So I get to the buyer's dinner very late. I'm sitting at the edge and he's sitting at the other side. And he sees me, I see him. We're hitting kissy faces, you know, because that's just how we are. <laughs> yeah. I didn't really know anyone very well at that dinner. And the ones that I knew, they were already elsewhere. There were only like 10 to 12 of us there. And he, he comes up to me and he's like, Faisal, I got to talk to you. I'm like, what's up? He said, I saw your name on the list. And at first I was like, oh, I know that name. Like this all came in his mind recollection wise. And he's like, why is he getting this watch? Oh, he's getting this watch. And his whole point was, he was really happy to see a name he knew. 
he was surprised that I was on this watch because, again, vintage, right? It's not me. Right. But the fact of what it represents, he knew, oh, you're one of the earlier fanboys of Red Bar. So he walks up to me, sees the case back, just like you would be holding it right here, and literally rips it off. And me thinking, like, vintage, you got to keep it immaculate, right? I'm like, bro, what are you doing? He's like, dude, shut the fuck up. Enjoy that watch and wear it for what it is. And ever Ooh. since that moment, especially after his passing, like that watch means that much more to me. Granted, he was never initially spearheaded on the project, but he was working with the company when it was happening. That watch to me represents a good friend that we all knew very much and that we lost. So that watch, every watch that I have personally, which is not a very large collection, has a true meaning. And that's my meaning of that watch. Carter was just like the, the coolest, nicest dude, like not at all, like when I first met him, not at all what I expected based on the Instagram account. No, of course like, not. Like, you, you know, just you, the, the flashy watches and the, and the tits at the bar, and then, and then you meet him in real life, and he's just like the coolest, most down-to-earth dude. Totally. Like, he, he's just like, we're, you know, love your watches, have fun with your watches. You know, and be good to, and be good to other people. Exactly, that yeah. was a very big thing for him. Yeah, the night I went to Austin for the first time, I'm I'm like, yo, I got to meet with this account guy, right? And we go down to the Dirty Six, was he called it? He said we're gonna start off at a hotel called Douchey Stuffy. I'm like, what's Douchey Stuffy? It was the W. And of course, the whole time I'm looking for him, and he's just sitting there dapper by the fireplace, and I'm searching for this guy. And again, I have no face. All I have is a wrist. And he's watching me the whole time. For 30 minutes, he trolls me, trying to figure out, like, I'm asking random guys, hey, are you, just are like, you Carter? Are you just grabbing hey, are their you hand? Carter? <laughs> Yo, I see, a, I, see, I see a watch that I might see on his IG. This is, this is the essence of Carter. I see a watch that I see on IG, and I'm like, hey, are you Carter? And then eventually, after having, like, his third Dos Equis, he's right there. He finally comes to me, and he's like, yo, yo, Faisal, right? And I'm like, yeah, and... That whole night, we go down there. He drops off uh, some watch traps to uh, a new collector who um, was a super nice kid, really just getting into collecting, just because. Um, but throughout the night, it was like random acts of kindness that he had already planned were going to happen anyways. While we're walking and drinking and... Yeah, I think we probably had like 15 beers that night and 15 waters, but that was his trick. He said, you always have a one-for-one. One. You know, but uh, no, I really miss that guy and... He's really, truly kind of the essence of why we collect. It's, uh, you know, you come for the watches, you stay for the people. 100%. So. so, now that we know that story, I think I have a good pick. Do All you right. have one in your mind? Uh, yeah, maybe. I'll, okay. I'll pick off the table here. Okay, I'll go first. Okay. I see you as a Rodania Geometer. Okay. Which was... You know that watch? Yeah, I do. Yeah, so that's I see you as that because it's unique. It's a story that maybe not that many people know that basically the Speedmaster was, you know, made off of that basically because that came three years before. Correct. So I see you as that. Like that's something, a good pick. Yeah. That's it's a vintage. Good pick. At, at, it's kind of OG. Picks, yeah, OG. The guy, he, like if you know the true story, you know the facts, I don't know. I see you as that. Because I was going to pick off the table. I was going to say, dude, this this Cartier Memovox, you know, I could see similar. That. It's a it's a it's a cool, rugged, like functional, you know, really like 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 niche, unique kind of kind of thing. Yeah. 
I don't think you're happy about the picks. He doesn't no, seem no, happy. No, 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 Okay, well, I'm, 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 okay. I'm, Omega, I, the swatch. You're no, the moon I'm, swatch, I'm, actually. I'm, 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 right, I'm, you are a I'm, sapphire, <laughs> Hublot, Unico, Big Bang. You're fucking Invicta, like, diamond out, fucking uh, encrusted no, snake. No, no, what was it? What was it? It was Sealand. Sea you're land. a Sealand. Sea do you know about Sealand? You know Sealand? I do not. I do oh, not. Oh, you gotta tell them about Sealand. Sealand was basically a sister company of, or sister brand to Invicta. And there's like vin it's like vintage Invicta basically, yeah. but you're a Sealand. Yeah. That's what you are. You're now. changing yeah. your pick now. Because yeah. Sealand, no, he's a Sealand pirate. Yeah, yeah. Sealand. Yeah, yeah. He's I'm, the, sea I'm, I'm the, taking the your tutor, picks, but I'm very intrigued on your pick, and I'm, I'm processing that with what well, the story we just talked about. So it's all kind of. A lot of emotions are in the air right now, guys. <laughs> a lot of emotions are in the air at this point. I don't know what to say. Well, I think we should end it on that. Yeah. Well, yeah. You have nothing left to say, right? I think I'm good. Okay, we're good to go. We're closing it out. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in, and uh, we appreciate it. We'll see you on the next episode. Yeah. Oh, ASMR, uh, uh, do, can we set the alarm on this quickly, or ooh. probably take a while? Um, Let's try. I mean, we could we could ASMR the uh, the Astron, okay. right? It's just like boop, boop, beep, boop, beep, boop, 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 beep, boop, beep. I, think I, I like the, I like the vintage better, no, actually. Nothing? That doesn't fly? Not quite. All right. Can we keep that for the B-roll? Yeah. Alright. <laughs> yeah. The we just slap it on so Oh! 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 So Jay just said that sounds like his wife's toy. And last thing before we go, we're going to plug your website. It's livingtheanchorlife.com. Is it is right? livingtheanchorlife.com. And your and Instagram same is. The, same thing with the Instagram is livingtheanchorlife.com. And your OnlyFans as well? Yeah, but it's password protected. Okay. Um, it, okay. Okay. But but you can we'll, give us a little back yeah, channel, right? Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll back we'll channel. Back channels that will you're you, talking about. Will but... you fly to Austin if I buy an eight hundred dollar watch from you? <laughs> <laughs> All right. Say bye, everyone. Bye, well, guys. Thanks for having me today. Yeah, it was awesome. <laughs>